No matter where we are in our walks of life, we all struggle with purpose and identity. Join us on the search for something better, real hope, peace, and meaning. Welcome to the Something Better podcast with your hosts, Michelle and April. Well, hello, everyone. We're so glad that you've joined us today for another episode of the Something Better podcast. As you know, we love to hear your thoughts and feedback. So if you're enjoying today's episode, head over to our website at somethingbetter.us slash podcast. At the bottom of the page, you'll find a form, and we'd love to hear any comments or questions from today's episode. In addition to that, we'd love for you to share this with a friend. So if you're enjoying it, go ahead and screenshot the episode, post it on your social channel, tag us, and let your friends know what you're enjoying and listening to. And feel free to drop us uh, a review or rating on iTunes. That really helps us spread the word and continue producing great content. Well, today we have an exciting show, and I'd love to introduce you to our guest, Mark Tedder. Mark is a musician, an entrepreneur, a world traveler, and now part of the camper community, which we'll get more into during the show. So, Mark, it's great to have you here today. It's great to be here. Thank you, April. It's great to be part of this program. Thanks. Yeah, we're so excited. Well, let's kick it off by having you, if you could, just introduce yourself briefly and share with our listeners um, just a few details about who you are and what you do. Well, I am a husband to Carrie, my wife of 37 years, and I am daddy to Benjamin and Daniel, and I am grand dude to seven grandkids. Wow. And we, Carrie and I are both musicians. We're coffee farmers and coffee roasters and pastors. So we kind of have a, a little bit of a spectrum of things and a lot of spinning plates at the moment. That's great. Well, we're excited to kind of dive into your story. And as you know, and our listeners know, on this show, we like to explore how individuals like yourself discover your true purpose and identity in life. And Mark, from talking to you briefly, we know that you found your purpose early on in life, really, through music and through your family upbringing. But recently, due to the pandemic and just the current world circumstances, you and your wife have made a major life shift, and you're currently in the middle of navigating a new path, which many of our listeners can probably also relate to. And I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about what took you around the world before this big shift to over 50 countries and what you're doing prior to the pandemic. And then we'll get into the shift. So Carrie and I have led an international kind of work. It's a music, we call it a music ministry. It's a, it's a training and equipping format that we've done for the past 30 plus years. We've lived in four countries and we have visited over 50 nations uh, around the world, training and equipping musicians and artists. We write and lead songs about God and our faith. And that's really been the strength of our, our work. It's called Worship Planet, which is taking worship to the planet. And so that we kind of came up with that word, that icon. But essentially, April, people, people are looking for hope. Christ is the only one who offers hope. Our method of delivering hope is through music and pointing people to the hope giver. And so that's that's kind of been our purpose for the last 30 years is, is really kind of providing a platform of music 
to just share our hope and our faith with people in all different kinds of cultures, all different kinds of languages and nations around the world. So something kind of interesting about all of your traveling is that you've been, you know, able to experience so many different cultures and religions and you've seen different different religious practices. So as you kind of think through that and compare them, I guess, how have you seen God have a presence across the world that would really resonate to you and others that Jesus is the one true path? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think the path to Christianity for me personally was relatively straightforward. In our travels and talking with students, who is our primary kind of focus group when we travel and do these kind of worship events, public events in schools and universities, college campuses, that sort of thing, there's really no other religion that has a leader who was crucified, died, and then was raised from the dead, uh, number one. There's no other religion that claims that our sins can be erased. And, you know, in Psalms, it says that your sins can be removed as far as the East is from the West. And Christianity, to me and to Carrie, was the most logical and best choice of religions out there by far. And really, the hope that we have through Christ has really kind of shaped our direction and our focus on when we play music, when we write music. It, its purpose is to, to go to those, to answer those questions of hope, and that there is a path to God through Christ. And we, we tell them quite plainly that the Bible is our playbook. Christianity takes faith. But the result of a Christ-led life versus a self-led life is vast. You know, I, personally speaking, as, as a Christ follower, there's no way that I personally can be a better version of myself because myself is not capable of being better. And so you hear that a lot. Just be a better version of yourself. You know, send good vibes to people. But at the end of the day, we can't, we have no power to send good vibes to people. And that can only come through God's spirit living in us, God's presence through Christ, through a relationship. You know, it's a daily slog for everybody. No one gets a get out of jail free card in this life where we sin constantly, we make mistakes, we fall continually, even as a Christ follower, there's no difference. The hope that we have though, that is, is found in second Corinthians um, in the Bible, in this playbook, that says if we're in Christ, if we follow Christ, we're a new creation. He makes us new. Everything that's in your past has been passed away and it's been forgiven. And he, he brings new life. He makes everything new. And really, that's why Christianity, the path to Christianity was your question. I think to me, that was the most logical path is I want to live with someone in a relationship where every day is a new day and there's hope to live yet another 24 hours. So that's kind of been our path and why we chose Christianity as a religion out of all the other religions in the world. And it made the most sense to us. That's great. So tell me about, I know you ended up in Hawaii this year um, yep. and you mentioned the coffee farming. So tell us a little bit about what you were doing there and then the big shift that kind of came this year. So we had returned back to the USA after doing, uh, after living in these, uh, in fact, our last country we lived in was Beijing and China for two years. And so we returned to the US and really wanted to shift some of our focus and energy and try something new, to be honest with you. And we both love coffee. We're coffee snobs, I guess you would say. And so we thought, why don't, why don't we buy some land somewhere in the world where, where we could actually grow coffee and produce coffee and be a purveyor of coffee and learn everything there is from 
planting seeds in the ground to having a cup of roasted coffee in front of us. And so we had a dream of, of having this farm. We bought three acres on the big island of Hawaii on South Point Road, and we planted coffee. And uh, two and a half years later, we had our first, in, our first harvest, which was crazy, crazy exciting, but very, very taxing and very, very labor intensive. And our coffee scored super high on, on the grading score of coffees. Uh, in the upper 80s. And that won't mean a lot to, to a lot of people, but when a coffee sommelier comes to your farm and says, this coffee is amazing, you know, that's how good it was. We also ran an Airbnb for visiting tourists to the island. And we also had a little chapel on our farm. And the chapel was to have these ongoing worship events and training events for people who are visiting or for artists and musicians from around the world to come to Hawaii for a little bit of a break and hang out and write songs and that sort of thing. So, Hawaii was a three-year dream that ended abruptly in February. Wow. That's how, yeah, it sounds like a dream company and, and job and everything. So tell us, totally. how, uh, how did it come to an abrupt ending? Well, what happened is the governor of Hawaii pretty much closed the islands down from international travel, uh, even from the mainland of the United States, around the latter part of February. And he was super concerned that the citizens of Hawaii would be infected fast and that it would spread very rapidly. And so the islands were shut down. That effectively hit every business and entrepreneurship and, and restaurant that was based solely on, on tourism, which, which our industry is. Coffee production and, and Airbnb are pretty much 100% tourist-based. And so when that happened in late February, we had some friends from England who were actually staying with us and they were worried that they should get back home. We were worried for them that they returned to London because no one knew what was happening. It was just everything was shutting down as everybody knows. And so as a result of that, we thought, well, we can ride this thing out. It'll probably settle down by May. And of course, here we are in you know December, still in the middle of a pandemic and no one knows for sure when it's gonna slow down, even after the vaccine. But um, as a result of that, we had to pivot, April. We were at a point where we were saying, okay, we can make it till May, then what are we going to do? And so we started to sell some of our coffee supplies and trade coffee drying trays that I had built and our riding lawnmower and our ATV and different things just to try and, and gather everything and, and return to the mainland because we had no idea what we were going to do. We couldn't stay in Hawaii. That was the thing. And so we had to pivot. We had to move. And so we landed in uh, the United States on the mainland on July the 4th. It was an emotional roller coaster. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was, we were pissed off. There were lots of tears, a lot of anger. Some insom insomnia had kind of set in a bit of depression, stress, anxiety, uncertainty, fear, all those things kind of were crowding in on us. And we, we really were at a point to where we were crying out to God saying, you know, what do we do now was the question because the carpet was ripped up from underneath us as millions of other people around the world who lost their businesses. So we returned to the mainland and, um, we just went underground and went silent for like two weeks and, and really prayed and just said, God, what, what do we, what are we supposed to do now? What do you want us to do? Because obviously, I mean, first of all, thanks for sharing. Obviously, it's a death to a dream. And I'm sure a ton of people listening can relate. And like you said, I mean, I can imagine the stress and the anxiety and losing everything you built and worked for. 
So kind of where do you go from there? You know that, you know, you have to pivot. What do you do with that? Where do you go? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I, you know, all of us probably have seen, you know, on social media or the news recently of, of restauranteurs and restaurateurs who in some of these big cities have literally been going for 30 plus years, their restaurants, and they're having to shut their doors. It's a serious problem globally. And, you know, there, there are a lot of people out there without any hope at all. They've, they've used up their PPP from the government. They've used up all of the, the resources that the government handed out and, and gave to help, you know, at least sustain uh, business through that time. But at that point, we, we had, uh, had been talking to a couple of people on the mainland about, about our situation. And they were asking us, well, what are you guys going to do? What are you going to do? And we just said, you know, I, Carrie, Carrie said, well, I wonder if we should just buy like a pop-up camper. And, and at least we have wheels. We have a home on wheels that we can invest what little money we had left over from the sale of our stuff and, and buy a pop-up camper. We could be on the road until we figure this thing out. We had a very generous donor who said, look, whatever you guys need, you pick out what you would, would, would need to operate your, your ministry and your business, and I want to buy it for you. And so he got another guy uh, alongside him, and, and basically they gifted us a 2020 RV, which, which blew our circuits, of course. We were totally humbled and surprised by that. It was definitely, it was just a gift. It was a miracle. It was a gift from God. And so we bought a little coffee roaster, and we started roasting coffee right off the back of our RV. It has a little pop-down tailgate. It's called a toy hauler. And most people use it for their motorcycles and their ATVs when they go out, you know, in the desert and ride. We actually use it as a platform to roast coffee and to do music. And so it was the perfect combination for us to be able to pivot and buy a smaller roaster, start getting coffee, roasting coffee in campgrounds around America. And again, I mean, we've, we've seen over 50 nations, April, but we've, we've never seen our own nation. And so this has been a real exciting journey for us just to see America and the beauty that exists out there and the, the people that we're meeting in these campgrounds, everybody has the same story. Everybody's got a story of loss, despair, and hopelessness. And so we're one of millions who are in that situation, but we have seen the beauty of th this sort of hope that I was talking about. When you start talking, people start talking and conversing with you over a cup of coffee, they, they want to know what you do and what you did before the pandemic and all these kinds of things. And of course, the conversation kind of spun around to, to our hope and our, and our faith. So camping and being in an RV and traveling across America has been a real rewarding kind of thing for us to do. And, and to be honest with you, we're, we're not ready quite yet to put stakes down. We really feel like that this is kind of our mission right now and that is to travel around the United States and hit these uh, campgrounds from coast to coast and just meet some some of the most amazing people with amazing stories of just like us of loss and pain. Yeah, so you're certainly not the only one. You you got forced into this in a way of okay, yeah. what are we what are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, but you're joining the over 1 million Americans that live in an RV full time and of course different People have different reasons for going into that, right? Whether it's retirement or vacationing or saving money, physical limitations, whatever drives them to it. 
sometimes for them, maybe that was part of their plan all along. And in your case, it sounds like it wasn't part of the original plan at all. <laughs> Not at <laughs> but, all. <laughs> but now uh, God has rerouted your path a little bit. So you talked about the, the anger and frustration in July, but getting close to six months into it now, how do you find peace in the middle of all of this? And, and what are you learning that maybe you could share with, with people that might be going through similar things? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, peace is an interesting word, isn't it? I mean, peace is like freedom or tra- tranquility that, you know, it, it kind of is an outer thing that we we want. We want to have tranquility with one another. We want to have good relations with people, that kind of thing. But to me, peace in some ways it has two, it's a two-edged sword. It's got an out, sort of an outer expression, but it also has an inner expression and inner peace is actually very difficult to find. And I think through this pandemic and through our, like you said, we never dreamed of having an RV. We never dreamed of hooking on a a trailer and traveling around the country and going into a KOA campground and, you know, setting up camp. I mean, we just never dreamed of that. But there's a peace in the middle of this storm that we're in that we have found. And the peace is not freedom from disturbance or tranquility, it's, it's more like an inner peace, if that makes sense. I think everybody wants inner peace. Um, the external peace can be achieved through diplom- diplomacy and those sorts of things, but inner peace can only come from what I found is through a relationship with Christ. And again, I, I go back to Christ because that he, he's the cornerstone of our very life. There's no way that we could have made it through this and sit here today talking to you if we hadn't have found that perfect peace, that inner peace. And there's a passage in the Bible. Again, the Bible is our playbook. It's all we have to go, go by in this life. But it's, you know, it's, it's really a roadmap for us. It's a navigational tool for our life. And in John 14, Jesus says this to his disciples, Christ followers, who, who we're modern day disciples. We follow Jesus. He says, I leave you the gift of peace. My peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. And I just love that because it's, it's inner peace that everybody's looking for. Again, it's that hope. No one can live without hope. And so hope and peace are big words, and they're kind of like bam words today because, because these are words that people are ha- trying to hang on to. You know, when someone's lost their entire livelihood after 25 years or 30 years of dreaming, their business in New York City, and it, it goes literally overnight, and, and they can't survive and have to fire all of the employees, they're looking for two things. They're looking for what you just said, peace in the midst of that, and something to hope for. What, what can I hope for tomorrow? And navigating this life, you guys, is super difficult. It's for all of us. we got so many distractions. There's so much bad news. Social media is out of control. People are vulnerable right now. Mental health concerns are on the rise. Suicides are on the rise. And, you know, I think for us particularly and the way that we're learning about this piece and learning about more about hope is that we're preparing for years to come. People need hope. Just as I said earlier, Christ offers hope. And a couple of ways that we deliver hope is in a campground chat over a cup of coffee or through our music and our message that Christ is the only answer for our world. That's the inner peace that we hang on to. That's the cornerstone of our faith. And quite honestly, we would be on the list of suicidal right now if we didn't have that, that peace that you just mentioned. Well, Mark, I, I, I 
I'm so glad that you shared that. And I, I hope that uh, you, you have brought hope to people in sharing your story and how the relationship that you have with God is, is bringing you through this. Thank you too for sharing, sharing the scriptures. I, I think um, understanding uh, how to start that relationship and then digging into the Bible to learn more about how to grow in that faith is key for people in that journey, especially that are going through some of the things that, that you have gone through. Hey, where can listeners connect with you online? Well, we have, obviously, uh, as I've said, we've got two things running parallel. One is our, is our ministry, which is a, is a charity. It's a, it's a nonprofit organization and it's called worshipplanet.com. And that's spelled with one P. So it's W O R. S-H-I-P-L-A-N-E-T, Worship Planet with one P dot com. And then our, our coffee business, which we're roasting on the road all over America, uh, we're doing small batch roasts, and that's littlechapelcoffee.com. And so those are the two ways that people can get a hold of us. We'd love to in, you know, interact with people, connect with them, either, either over this podcast or if they're interested in knowing about more what we do globally, locally, or in an RV. Hey, we're up for conversation. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And everyone that's listening, you heard the um, websites you can go to to connect with Mark. And you, as April said earlier, can connect with us. So we hope you will do that. And we, we thank all of you for joining us today. Jesus truly is something better. The answer to our search for meaning and identity. He can bring real purpose and joy to your life. We'd love to help you get to know him. So connect with us online at somethingbetter.us backslash podcast. And if you're ready to begin a relationship with him today, just click the learn more button. On our site, you'll also find previous episodes and you can share your feedback with us in a voice message. We release a new episode every two weeks So be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Did you enjoy today's episode? Take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and tag us on Instagram at findsomethingbetter. We'd love your help in sharing this great content with others. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time.